Hey guys, uh, thanks again for listening. Um, you guys are about to hear the uh, podcast I did with Bianca. She was a really cool interview. Uh, she's a UPS driver, a boxer, football player, and an all-around badass. You guys can find her at uh, Garza underscore 1992 on Instagram. And... Uh, we also spoke uh, about her boxing gym, and you can find their Instagram is bad to the bones, and that's B A D underscore the number two underscore D A underscore B O N Z, and uh, I think they're out of Modesto. They're a pretty cool website. Check them out. And uh, again, guys, thanks for listening, and uh, please share this with your friends. All right. Have a good one. Hey, guys. So I just started uh, listening to podcasts many years ago, and I just started using this uh, new app called Anchor, and it's pretty seamless. It has all the uh, everything you need to make a podcast. You can just do it right from your phone without a microphone. It's pretty impressive, so if you're interested, give it a try. Thanks a lot. All right, so welcome welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Lars cast, Bianca. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. And thank you again uh, for doing this. I'm super excited, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm just as excited. It's my first time, so I'm ready to break it in, and, you know, it's a welcoming to podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Really cool. All right. So let's see if you could um, maybe just introduce yourself. Tell us uh, who you are and then where we can find you online. All right. So um, my name is Bianca Garza. I'm a UPS driver. been a driver for about five years now. I've been with the company overall six years. Um, you can find me on my Instagram, on Snapchat. I don't have Facebook, but it's Garza underscore 1992. All right. Cool. All right, well, check her out there, everybody. And uh, she has a really, really amazing uh, Instagram. Um, that's actually what kind of uh, drew me to you. I'm actually, people know this, but I'll just say it so people who they don't know who are just uh, listening. I'm a, I'm a, I work at UPS too. I've been there like 25 years. And uh, I, you know, I love podcasting, listening to them. And I just started becoming a podcaster myself recently. So it's, it's really exciting, you know, meeting new people and, and talking to people and um it's, it's just really a fun thing to do so cool so check her out online let's see and um let's see so oh and if do you have anyone you'd like to do a shout out to or just a hello to in any uh definitely yeah i would like to you know my 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 boxing team you know team garza you know chris alex um that's it's most definitely my coach my coach is my pop so you know um, Tony Avila, Battle of the Bones Boxing, definitely major shout out to him. Just my family that follows me online, you know, um, major, major shout out to my family, definitely, because, you know, without them and without my people that surround me, you know, I feel that I wouldn't have the motivation to do what I have to do today. They keep me going. Oh, hell yeah. That's so cool. I really love that family. And um, yeah, so let's see. So boxing. So I know you're a boxer. And, you know, and you're also a UPS driver, too. But how did you get into boxing? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, boxing saved my life, honestly. Um, 
I mean, I didn't grow up in the typical, you know, everything given to me type of family. My family, you know, I didn't really have my mom, my real dad around. Um, I was raised by my grandparents. So they did whatever they could to definitely keep me off the streets. And, you know, they put me in sports. You know, I mean, sometimes being raised by, my, you know, having my uncles around to guide me, the only female, you know, they put me in rough sports, you know, like they wanted me to do uh, football. They wanted me to do softball. They wanted me to do all this, you know, yeah, you know, these these tougher sports and they didn't want me to do no cheerleading, no nothing like that. So boxing, uh, I recently started not too long ago when I lost my grandma. I did it when I was younger, mm. but I never really competed. And, you know, my grandma being like my only mother figure in my life when I lost her, you know, I started losing myself and I told myself I wouldn't lose myself. You know, I would keep myself together because I had, you know, 25 years, 26 years of life with her and and I can't just let myself go down, you know, so I I turned around, I went, landed myself in the boxing gym. And ever since then, you know, I I found who I was and I'm going to keep myself motivated and just opportunities just started opening for me once I, you know, got my weight down, I started competing um wow. starting to you know box and spar professionals now and, and it's just a huge blessing you know and it's only the beginning for me i'm not going to stop that's so cool man so yeah that boxing man i yeah uh, shout not shout out but uh you know like props to you for doing it i i did a little i wouldn't say boxing but like you know pretend sparring with my friends when i was really young yeah yeah and I get, I hate, you know, nothing against boxing, but I hate getting like punched or hit. And I'm like, I get all like, oh my God, I can't handle it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very definitely competitive sport. Yeah. It's huge competitive sport. And what I love about it is like, you know, when I first went into the ring and I, you know, oh, you're going to spar, get in there, kid. And I'm like, uh, you mean I'm going to spar? Like someone's going to hit me? He's like, yeah, it's one thing, you know, you're, you're hitting a bag, but it's another thing when you're getting, it's time, it's time. Everything we work for, you got to learn, you know, it. And me being like a UPS driver, honestly, uh, you know, when my boy got hijacked in, in February, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, just we're, we're solo. We really are solo out there. And, you know, like you never know if you get run up on or anything, you know, like self-defense is just, or just even in the street when you're walking around. The generation has turned so much now. It's like mm-hmm. the self-defense is huge. You know, and um, when I ended up in the ring, I was like, wow, this is what it's like. But it was a bittersweet moment and I used to get so nervous. Now I'm just like, I go in there and I believe in myself. And that's what I love about it because it's a self-confident sport. You know, you can get there and you can get knocked on the floor, which never happened to me, but, and I hope it's mm-hmm. keep that way, but you get back up and you believe in yourself. Yeah. You know, that's awesome so, that doing it, just getting in there and putting yourself out there and, and, and taking the hits. And that's awesome, man. Now you, exactly. you did say something that caught my interest. You said you're, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but if you're comfortable, you said your boy got hijacked is, do I know about this? Is this? Yeah, it actually happened on Valentine's day. I think uh, two years ago. Yeah. Tell us. About yeah. That. It was uh, it was like the Valentine's massacre. I don't know. I just went over there and to work and I don't know why I just went with this really bad feeling, you know, and I just, yeah. I was, you know, I was telling my roommate, like I, I want to go home. I want to go home. It just didn't seem right. You know? And at that time I didn't have a steady route. I was jumping around, you know, I was a villain and I was doing my pickups. And I just remember being at a Safeway, going to the pharmacy pickup. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing all these sheriffs started flying down, you know, undercovers, everything. And I was on the phone with him and I was like, 
something doesn't feel right. I need to get out of here. You know, like I just, I, I burned up the route and I just, you know, when I started seeing that about four o'clock, I just, I want to go home. I had a UPS store and before you knew it, I was at the UPS store doing my pickup. I get an alert, you know, cause I follow NBC 11 yeah. on my phone and it just says UPS driver being hijacked. And I was like, is this for real right now? I didn't know who the driver was. I really didn't. But I remember standing next to him when we were stretching out during PCM. And I remember, you know, we all always walked around. And he always thought, you know, I was badass because I was a boxer, you know. And he's just like, all right, go get it, champ, you know, and have a good day. And I was like, yeah, you have a good day, too. And, you know, when I later down the line, I started, like, we found out who it was. Because, you know, when word gets around, it's, oh, I think it's this person. I think it's this person. I think it's this person. When I really found out who it was and I looked online and I seen, you know, when they were showing it live and I seen the suspect in the car and him flying downtown to go on those uh, nails, those spikes, yeah, you know, to slow down. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And it just hit different. And I kid you not, I still remember, like, no tomorrow, you know, that. Like, yeah. I seen that shotgun to his head and I was just like, don't do it. Cause it was live, you know? And I was just like, no. And I just like, my, my heart just sunk. I couldn't even imagine, you know, him being uh, who he is. He really held it out. Like yeah. no other person I could really think of. Cause I don't even know how I deal with that situation, you know? Wow. But yeah, that just, that just really hit different. That really hit different. And I, and I told myself too, it's just like, we really do have a heavy job. We just not that average person that just goes out there. You know, we may not be a cop or anything like that, but right. we go out the, leaving the building every day with million dollars of packages in yeah. our car. We don't know what they are. You know what I mean? And people just say, oh, it's UPS person. Let's target us. But yeah. we all have someone we love. We want to come home to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or even if, you know, your priority is just a house or something like that, you just want to come home safe. I mean, that's just not worth yeah. risking your life for you know wow wow yeah i know because we're actually so so just given a little background so people know i'm i'm uh 90 of the time i'm in a different building than than you are and now we're in the same building for christmas time and i heard about this i mean i saw it in the news it was everywhere um, that guy that guy was he did end up being okay and nothing happened to him i hope or, or is, am i mistaken on that or it was no he was he was fine he yeah was the good. the suspect let him go you know um yeah he he just had to deal with a lot of media calls going to the you know going to court you know he lost himself for a little bit but he just wanted to stay home you know i mean shoot i would be scared and lose myself a little bit you know what i mean and knowing that you know you've seen the suspect just die in front of your eyes and everything you went through you know but yeah. uh yeah he's good now i mean it so happened one day you know he Cause he actually got a transfer. Oh wow! So you know, cause he lives out in Hillmar, okay. so he works out of the um, what is the series building, I believe now. Nice. Um, but yeah, he I seen him not too long ago, uh, last year, around last year, and he walked in the gym and delivered, and he just like, what are the odds? But he's coping pretty good, you know. I mean, he just like he says, you know, he just tries to move forward now. Hell yeah! Well, but well, you know, I mean, I told him it's a blessing for you, man. Yeah, I, I'd count my blessings every time, you know. Yeah. So well, well, shout out to that guy for keeping it cool and keeping his composure and handling it as you know as professional or as good as you can with that in that situation. That's wild. Exactly. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. I'm, I, I, I just never actually came up before, but you just came up in the podcast. And thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing that. That's, that's really. I'm glad that guy's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So let's see. Um, oh yeah. So um, for like uh, kind of changing gears a little bit, but um, so for so you've been a driver. Did you say four years or five years? I forgot what you said. 
I've been a driver for five years, Maybe. but I started off actually in preload. So I've been yeah. with the company for six. Right on. And then how did you get involved with UPS or how did you get the job there? Um, I started as a driver helper. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, I actually started in the Sunnyvale building. Oh, um, shit. yeah, I started out there and then, um, I started with this one lady, she, I guess she was seasonal, but literally like they would send me out to her for like three hours. Cause she had an all day driver helper yeah. already. So, um, I guess she met up with this other guy at, at the like airdrops or whatever, <laughs> and he had just lost his driver helper, but he wanted a consistent one. Right. And I just, you know. I put my head in there in the game and I was like, Hey, uh, I'm available all day. And he's like, wait, what? And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I'm here to help. I want to work. You know, I, I want to know what it's like to be in your position. I'm here to help you. You know, I'm here. <laughs> you need me here at, you know, nine o'clock. I'll be here at nine o'clock. Yeah. And he was like, let's start you tomorrow then. And I was like, yeah. So, you know, and he goes, yeah. And the lady's like, yeah, I don't need her, you know, because it's, she's wasting her time from San Jose to, you know, off Wolf Road, he right. goes for three hours. It's just no point. Oh. So, yeah. So I definitely, uh, I, I went with him and it turns out, you know, he was really cool. He, I, re he said I reminded him a lot of like, you know, his daughter. I don't really remember his name, but he had told me himself, like, go be a daughter, uh, go be a, a driver. A driver. Like, what was, you know, what's holding you back? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of nervous. Like, I don't know. I don't know routes like he goes, but you learn, Yeah, you learn, you know, you're, you're not going to be here to, you know, fail. They're not going to just be like, you know, here, you know, uh, you have 30 days to learn your route. Yeah. And so I got to learn, you know, shelving. I got to learn where, ne what next day air is savers. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I want to start loading. He, and he told me too, the best way to start is, yeah. you know, load. So, you know what it's like. So that's what exactly what I did. I started loading and then, you know, management wanted me to become supervisor. And I was like, no, I already know what I want to do. I want to drive. Yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> and they were like, why? And I was like, honestly, I can't take the heat for other people. Yeah. Nope. And I'm not that type of person, you know? And then they're like, well, you make more than drivers in management. I was like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Because I already knew. You know what I mean? You know. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I'm going to stay where I'm at. I want to be, you know, i I want to be what I want to be. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember district manager came down. Hey, you're a good employee. You know, this is now let, let's get you to be a part-time supervisor. Start on the low lines. I was like, let's not like, <laughs> I want to learn how to drive. Like, you know, okay. I'm just letting you know what I let everybody else. I'm not trying to, yeah. you know, age super early because you guys go in there and you guys want to pull your hair out. So you want to get the young ones to fill in oh, yeah. and then start taking the heat. That's the way to quit. You know? Yeah. So I went driving and, uh, after that, I just loved it. Honestly, it was my first 30 days. I wanted to quit. I'm not going to lie. That was stressful. It was stressful. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I was like, this is for real. You know, you can never make them happy. Your numbers, this, that, this. Every day on my 30 days, I had to help. And they're like, well, if you want the job, you got to earn it. And I was like, what? This is what it's like, you know? But the way I see it now is like, I'm so glad. I feel like I went through hell in my 30 days. And as a rookie of my, you know, first year, because the generation now that's moving in, it's just like, we just need a butt on the seat and hands and feet. Right. You can get away with murder. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they don't understand what kind of like we went through, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just the struggle, so, man. The struggle of becoming a driver, you know, any any job you have at UPS, you can be a management, hourly employee, uh, you know, the car wash, whatever it is, the, the guys who, you know... Um, whatever your position is, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard job, man. It's, it's the, the, the stress and all that stuff that is involved there. 
Um, now, do you have any like uh, tips or tricks or, or things you do that, uh, or advice to a new driver that would be coming in? Um, just be ready to work. Honestly, you know, uh, be your, be your own person. There's a lot of new drivers that want to stick their head in there. Once they make their progression, they want to follow groups. <laughs> oh, this is my group of a two, two, four driver. Oh, you know, well, the contract says this contract. No, 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 no. You know what? Just go in there and be you relax, you know, and work how you work. Don't, don't start with the leading in the wrong side of people. And then injuries happen. You do dirty things. Yeah. The way I was told, you know, by, two veterans that I look up to still this day mm -hmm. is you want to come in and you want to leave the way you came in. You know what I mean? Health wise. I mean, yeah, the little aches in here and there, but you don't want to blow out your back and your, your, your body, your body is used to what you're born with, not like the surgeries and all that, you know, it still has effect later in the years. And I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. My biggest thing is just stay healthy, stay healthy for sure. There you go. Yeah. Do the, I mean, I don't know if you stretch or anything like that, but you want to, start ups and then in 20 25 30 years whatever it would be when you retire you know be that your body be in the same shape or you're not too much wear you know too much wear on it but exact exactly yeah <laughs> and then, yeah i, I always i always stretch you know and, and especially me being an athlete that i am you know yeah. I, even in the morning when they're like how do you run five miles before you go to work yeah. uh i don't <laughs> it's it's you know i want to do both things you know and boxing comes with a lot of cardio so even then if i have to wake up 15 minutes earlier just to stretch i'm gonna do so you know before i go out there and run and even then like before i get in that truck or when i get to my first stop i'll stretch out a little yeah. bit if i didn't get to do it right after you know before i left so stretching is definitely very important it's a hard thing to do to get a for me to do it but it's very important to stretch out a little bit because we're we're, we're on the job you know it depends on what you do but eight to 14 hours you know working you're like you, know, you need to stretch <laughs> exactly like i kid you not the first time like i started feeling my my aches and i was like whoa this this happens right. like you know, slight plantar ventritis. I was like, whoa, what is this? Oh, yeah, now you got to wear soles for that. And I'm just like, whoa, this happened. Damn, this is a human body. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that feeling. I know. I know. these The bodies are not. I talked to another driver. I think it was a parcel savage on Instagram. Uh, and he said our bodies are, like, just not made to do this. Some of the abuse that we do to it on job is just it sometimes is brutal you got to be careful you know and even though you have to do it fast and all these things you got to be careful doing it so it's, uh, yeah, yeah yeah definitely yeah now now you mentioned you you drive excuse me uh run five miles a day is that every day or yeah i try to do it uh monday through friday but on my fridays because friday being friday you know i try to keep it light i'll try to push three miles but sometimes my body's so like immune to it they're like nah, i just do four yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, but uh, um, I used to do it at lunch. Okay. To be honest, yeah. but that's my escape path. Uh, my escape path when you know things are rough in the truck, the route's not going right. Yeah. You know, I'll go to a park and I'll run, and you know, sometimes you just need that away time from your vehicle. Mm -hmm. You know, and right. it's like a timeout. Put it that way. And when you go back, you know, you you feel a little bit better. You're like, all right, fresh start. I let everything off my mind, and yeah. I'm right back to where I need to go. You know, but I, I with the weather being the way it is, you know, changing and stuff, I try to do it in the morning, knock it out, especially with Pete, yeah. you know, my helper. Like, I'm not trying to go running and just have him sit there and watch me. So <laughs> right. um, yeah. 
I try to knock it out in the morning, you know, and uh, it, it, it just helps me feel better. You know, being in shape, honestly, I, I made a commitment to myself that, you know, you as a driver probably even know peak season, we get lazy. We really get lazy. We got that help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the most we got to do is, you know, watch, watch our partner and right. grab the packages and move things around. But, you know, even then I told myself, you got to stay in shape. Like if I, if I'm, if I want to fight next year, hope this whole pandemic simmers mm-hmm. down in California, you know, I, I need to stay in shape because I don't want to suffer trying to lose weight and all that. Damn, I should have never had all those darn cookies <laughs> all peak season. Those you know, cookies are good. customers really hook it up. Yeah, they yeah they are. They definitely are. And you know, they always hook it up with candy and uh, Lars. You know, you seen those candy? I seen your candy <laughs> on your story, <laughs> man. Those Kit Kats were calling my name. <laughs> man, yeah, shout out to all of my customers, and I'm sure you have customers too, where people on your route they just give out candy and presents and gifts, and it's just like, oh man. Man, that's cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. The customers that have their little thank you gifts, you know, especially if you're that customer that orders furniture all during people or what is kids possible yeah. that you know the Karen's, the Karen's that order all this furniture it's like man but you know what sometimes it's like they'll pop out with like a hundred dollars like thank you and you know, yeah. you know sometimes it's just the thank yeah. you that goes a long way you know but so. yeah we don't actually expect it or or you know we're not like give me a, a tip but man if you get just a thank you or here's a water or money is even like wow over the top but it's like that's so it's such a nice like acknowledgement of what we do it kind of makes your day when i whenever i get a tip or a thank you it's like hell yeah you know yeah especially during the whole pandemic because everybody treated us like oh no you're a virus you know like no 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 no, don't even you know i don't know about you but i know on my route there was customers that i never even seen before and they're like don't step up my driveway just drop it right there and i'm like whoa like i didn't know how to react to that you know bathrooms being closed and everything and then you have those little bit of customers like you know with the little mini lysols (laughs) and Here's a water, you know, thank you for, you know, putting your life on the line. And it's just like the whole, the whole pandemic just hit different. And it, those little, even a water, like you said, it, it just, water was like gold, you know, you could come back. It was hard to come across. So I know, I know this job is the, the customers. I, I tell you, it, the customers are, I'm all about the customers, you know, obviously the bad ones, they, they're not, you know, or like the Karens of the world or they suck or they're not very, <laughs> can make your day bad, but. You just most generally 99% of the people out there you talk to are like happy to see. They're like, oh, we got a delivery. Like what I get. And you're like, I don't know, but here it is. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or when they see you down the street, you know, or they'll honk yeah. at you and just have a good day. You know, that, that, that makes your day. It definitely. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. So this job is, it has its, you know, its pros and cons, its ups and downs, but the, you know, I try to focus on the positive energy, the positive vibes that people put out there and, and talk to us. So it's, it's, it is really it is a good job, but there's definitely pluses and minuses, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like I, I love, I love my job. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, I really do love my job. You know, it like you said, it has its goods and its bads. But when you're out there and you just, you know, who, how many people can say they they're their own boss out there? The board just tells you what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So not many. Hell people. yeah, I know. It's I love the freedom. But once you're out of the office, once you're off of the morning work meeting, if there is one, you know, we're out and about. We don't have to to answer to anybody but ourselves and then just deliver what's in the truck and once that job's done usually come in sometimes you have to do more work unfortunately but usually get your job done you go home you know so it's yeah yeah hey Lars you remember when you come in and that truck's already waiting for you and you're just like yep if you don't get it done you know (laughs) 
that's the first person you're gonna help tomorrow and it's just like oh my god <laughs> exactly <laughs> you gotta help that person make nine five <laughs> i know i know those nine five oh man <laughs> i don't think they're not really uh honoring it too much right now but i i, I get it man those nine five lists are like oh man it's tough it's tough um yeah. So let's see. I wanted to ask you about, I wrote this down um, or I texted with you earlier and we were talking about, I'm just going to mention this. So you said facing death. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about that or this? Is- oh yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I was, uh, I graduated high school in 2010, yeah. you know, I was 18, mm-hmm. uh, probably about, you know, a, cu- a couple of weeks after Christmas, you know, I, I got, I got a flu. And the flu ended up to be, you know, like I started seeing my eyes get swollen. I wake up in the morning with my eyes swollen, you know, my hands swollen. And I just, my grandma thought it was just from salt, like if I was eating too much salt, yeah. you know. And and I started telling her my bones ached, but it was a different kind of like flu. I don't, man, I'm scared to even get a flu right. now. And, um, you know, I went to the doctor one day and or one night because I couldn't take it anymore. You know, I was up all night with fever and everything. So about like the third day, I went to the doctor, and I remember uh, when I went to the doctor, it was full. It was a full house that yeah. night, and emergency room being emergency room, you're there for like three hours, yeah. right? So I got seen, and you know, rookie doctor, he was just like seeing my eyes swollen and everything. He was just like, "What's wrong?" And I was crying. I was crying. I was like, "I can't take this no more. My head hurts. You know, it feels like migraines. My body aches. You know, it, it hurts when I walk. Wow. Everything." And you know, he just temperature check yeah you got fever just continue to keep taking dayquil and nyquil and if you don't feel any better in like three days just come <sighs> back and he goes you got the flu and um, my mom's like that's it like that, what's the swelling for her eyes you know or my grandma and she, he was he was like oh it's fever and he, he, my grandma goes you know she never had this before yeah so you know so there's symptoms different uh symptoms for right. fever so anyways, we went home, whatever, you know, one and then two days later, I could not get out of bed. Like my eyes were swollen. I literally looked like, you know, like a sumo wrestler. Wow. And that's how much weight I put on. And I went to the bathrooms and I was like, you know, I would need help to go to the restroom because I couldn't right. see. And my grandma, my uncle helped my grandma and was like, nope, she's going to the hospital. They rushed me back to the hospital. I kid you not, like 10 minutes. Yeah. They rushed me back there, you know, did urine test. I had a kidney infection. And so the I had the flu, which led into uh, a knockdown of my immune system that knocked out the kidneys. You know, everybody's like, well, you can live off one kidney. No, it was both. And I kept, you know, telling my grandma, I don't feel like I'm going to live. I don't feel like I'm going to live. You know, she's like, no, you're not leaving me. I don't care what you say. You're not leaving me. My grandpa was like, you know, trying to help her in the same situation, you know, like, no, you got to stay positive. And I just, I don't feel myself. So right away, you know, urine test, my urine was as dark as Coca-Cola, yeah. literally. That's how they knew. And then before you knew it, you know, uh, they rushed me inside the emergency room. They popped in morphine in me, you know, to relax yeah. me. And they called the kidney doctor. The kidney doctor said she'll be there tomorrow, which was, in, you know, like the yeah. next day of the time being. And, uh, she ended up showing that night because how every all the blood work and all the results started coming right. in. So um, what I felt like I was dying and I knew I was dying. They kept telling my family I wasn't, yeah. but I didn't have the strength. You know, I didn't have anything. And I started like one night I just started feeling my soul just pick up, you know, and it wasn't I wasn't on no morphine or no medication. 
and I fought it and my grandma was like what's wrong and I was like I'm I'm dying you know I'm dying and she's like no you're not no you're not but I couldn't open my eyes and um she's like it's it's a medicine I was like what medicine they haven't gave me anything because they've been poking my arms you know for blood work and blood work and Mm -hmm. blood work and I just remember um my grandpa telling him one day like can you take the the IV out of her vein like because look at how bruised up her her arms are already so they moved it to my hand and um the kidney doctor came back and she was just like well there's one of two things we can do we could put her on steroids mm-hmm. or we could put her like on a like a dialysis and if the dialysis don't work then we already know what step three is you know and I was just like and they were like crying you know and I could hear I, all I could do was hear all I could do was hear I couldn't mm-hmm. like you know look or anything hear and feel is all I could do so um they you know my grandparents made the decision you know try steroids three days Mm -hmm. of steroids and of course the steroids you know they worked but once I got released uh I got released actually a week before my 19th birthday so young and yeah I yeah I was young young and um they told me too like because I had to go to council I was supposed to go to the army bottom line and when uh this happened basically the military was just like you know we we can't accept you because government will look at this as a huge health issue whether you get it not again or not you know right. but just because it's so fresh we can't accept you so um that shattered everything and that's exactly what the doctor told my grandparents that you're gonna need to put her in counseling you know she's in a she's gonna ask herself why for a lot a lot of different reasons you know get her a dog like she's gonna need to keep herself right. active and um when I got out of the hospital, like a week later, you know, I started going to my appointments. Literally, the first doctor I seen was like, how did you survive? What? Not many people survived this. What? He goes, straight up, he was just like, looking at your results, not not to be mean or anything, yeah. but this is like death experience. You, you should have been dead. And I was just like, I knew it. See, and I looked at my grandma and I was like, I told you, I told you, I knew what I felt. You yeah. know what I mean? So now I feel like, you know, living my second life, like, all the mistakes I made as a kid or whatever, I look back to it. I'm like, Nope, never again, never again, you know, because this is a huge opportunity to be back to live be given this opportunity. Cause I would never forget what that doctor said, you know, like you're supposed to be dead. You're blessed to be alive. And I'm like, Oh man, that that's, that's the only thing I needed. Wow. You know? So I just, I gotta tell yeah. you. So even though it didn't even like, even though I couldn't go to the military, you know, like I said, everything falls into place and like my grandpa told me you know you be who you want to be you want to be a cop because originally too like the whole reason to go to the military is because i want to be a military police so when i come out i can make sure you know i wanted that background but uh i landed on with ups and i mean i don't regret it at all you know i I hit top rate you know i bought a house before i hit top rate you know so i i feel like at 28 like I remember, you know, like pissed off Yorker says, you know, when I, he, when he came out with that thing, I don't know if you remember yeah. about it, but invest yeah. in yourself, you know what I mean? And my house is my everything. So this is my huge investment for myself. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. So two things I got to say. So first thing you told me that story, I got the goosebumps, like seriously, like shiver up my back of my spine. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, thank God <laughs> you're still up here and you beat that shit, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And I got, you know, I got both kidneys, like, you know, my health is, is good, you know, but now it's just like, I don't take life for granted on health, you know what I mean? And and it literally, I've done it, I felt it. And I'm just like, Nope, I got I got to be on my A game. It's okay, you know, to cheat, whatever, you know, but like I said, boxing really helps me as well to keep, 
weight where it needs to be and not eat so dirty all the time. Right, you know? right. Oh my God. That's so cool. That's such a cool, like, you know, that, that huge thing that happened in your life. And then you look at life differently now and made some changes and, you know, your some of your goals were you're not able to be achieved in, in the army and, and what have you, but you know, you, 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 you pivoted and moved toward, you know, change. You're still getting, you're still doing good. Your life is sounds like it's really, you're really doing well. Have you totally beat the, the, with the kidneys that are, they're doing well now and everything? Is that? Oh yeah. Everything's good. good. I mean, regardless every year, my doctor has told me I had to get a flu shot, which I do, you know? Um, But like little things like, you know, when people freaked out about COVID and all that, I, it didn't phase me. It didn't. I just, I already knew how to keep myself maintained, keep myself clean. You know, (laughs) 2020, everybody got to learn how to wash your hands. I was, (laughs) 10 steps ahead of you, you know, I was washing my hands, I was, you know, but I always kept myself maintained after that, you know, even though they said it's never going to come back, I don't trust that, you know, I don't ever trust never, I just, that word is yeah. just, it's, you know, it's not 100%, there's no result that's going to say 100%, for you know, sure, so. For sure, and then the other thing I wanted to say was, uh, you know, yeah, shout out to Gio, or Pissed Off Yorker, he is uh, a great example, and he's just a helpful guy he's a driver out of new york if people don't know or, or new jersey and uh, he you know spits knowledge or, or tells people about you know you know investing yourself you know like getting the house and get, achieving your goals and he's just a good there's a lot of really cool people i've met from instagram and online and such that just inspire me you know that he's one of the guys that inspires me you inspire me you know it's just it's great instagram is is a is a good thing and and i really enjoy following people's lives and stories you know what they put online so it's it's really cool yeah exactly you know instagram is very cool there's a lot of people you know that abuse social media but if you're on there for all the right reasons you know it's you come across amazing people like i said i came across you i came across you know pissed off yorker uh kipasa bro like like wow man this this is this is crazy and then you know those are people that can relate on hard days, you know, a couple of days ago, you know, uh, pissed off Yorker had a screwed up day, his bulk stock couldn't find yeah. anything, you know, and it's just like, well, I had one of those days, we could relate to one another, it just hits yeah, different. Exactly, even though they're on the other side of the, the, the US or the other side of the, you know, some there's guys in other countries too, it's like, it's still doing the same job, it's just a different location, you know. <laughs> exactly hell yeah. yeah and then also kind of relating to i kind of look at ups we're not literally in the military but it's similar to the military like if you're you if you have a significant other your significant other doesn't see you until eight nine ten o'clock at night especially during christmas time so it's kind of like you know you we see them only on the weekends you know <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah uh literally when i went to undergrad i was the uh, honestly the first female student who graduated menlo park undergrad so i was the first class that actually went into the menlo park uh okay. building for undergrad and the first thing they told me was like look ups is like mm-hmm. the marines FedEx is like <laughs> the navy amazon's like you know D- you know like it just goes down the line like <laughs> you know like the air force and on track you know like the navy and i was like wow and you know and they're like we want the utmost yeah professionalism out of you you know and this is when we you know the guys couldn't wear beards or everything like they even told me did you shave this what? morning i was like what and they're like no nah, we're just giving you you know we're just yeah, giving you shit, you know <laughs> and you know the the shining of the boots i don't know like wow this is this is crazy you know but 
anyone that's just married out mm-hmm. there I and still married, you know, I like, you know, if you're married large, you know, I, I applaud anybody that their wives, husbands, you know, significant other just stays by them, you know, even if you're just not even married and you've been in a relationship because this job, you're dedicating almost 85% of your life to it. You're married to your truck and the package is more than you are to your house and your significant other, you know, so and people with kids like you're you're away from your family a lot a lot so anyone that holds it down for you know those cardboard warriors are are winners yeah, for sure hell yeah yeah and then shout out to i'm not sure if he phrased or coined the phrase but uh the ups guy on instagram calls us all cardboard warriors it's kind of like a family and of sorts and it's really is true so like about the significant others like hell yeah like shout out so my wife uh, jess is her name shout out to jess and for standing by me for all these years and you know i've been married to ups longer than i've been married to my wife but she's been in there through thick and thin you know it's uh shout out to all we call them cardboard queens and cardboard kings or whoever's yeah <laughs> yeah definitely shout them out to all man and you know shout out to your all wife right. for thank sure thank you hell yeah let's see and um oh and you mentioned too uh, about uh, your your grandparents uh, raised you. If you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I was a uh, I was given to my grandparents about I want to say about mm-hmm. two years old. Um, just the whole divorce from my 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 actual real parents. You know, uh, my father just never really wanted to be in my life. You know, and. I, I'm, I'm fine with that now that I understand the reasoning, you know, and everything behind it. And, you know, they, you don't, to me, like my grandpa always says, you know, it takes, it takes a man to raise a kid, but a boy mm-hmm. to make one, you know, and my grandpa and my grandma has always played a huge role in my life. So through the court systems and everything, I was given to my uh, grandparents, mm-hmm. but my mom was always still, you know, had the custody of me. Um, so yeah, basically my my grandma to me is was my mom. That was my everything. That's the reason why I am who I am today and how I, you know, proceed. She was very old school. You know, her j- first job was out in the fields, just like right. my grandpa. Um, you know, we weren't the richest family. You know, we had uh, we were raised off rice and beans, put it that way. But as long as like my grandpa said, you know, as long as we have something yeah. on the table we have something on the table. You know what I mean? Um, I never really got to see my grandpa too much because he was always the the moneymaker. My grandma, you know, worked at nine to five. My grandpa was a construction worker. So then he retired and then went to the County of San Mateo for landscape. So I always, you know, seen him as, man, you're the hustler for real. Like you never made no excuse, you know, always on the road, five o'clock in the morning, come back and it's like six o'clock at night. You know, I see him for like an hour and then boom, shower, go to bed. And, you know, I was just like, I have no excuse. So now it's just like when I'm as an adult, I I look at myself and I'm like, to all these years, he just never mm-hmm. complained. You know, days are hard, whatever. He just never complained. And he just tells me all the time, you know, work is, like, yeah. is your life. You're going to sit there, you're going to complain, but you're going to sit there and get paid. You know, and he was union. So he always encouraged me to be a union, uh, union employee. And he told me, you'll see a difference if you have a strong yeah. union. Let's be real, you know? So my grandma, you know, she worked retail. So as a first, you know, my first job at, you know, was it uh, Mm -hmm. 17? My first job, I was like, I worked movie theaters. And then after I graduated, I got a little part-time job at the, um, at retail. 
you realize, man, they treat you like dirt. You know, they it, it's you're nothing. You're making what twelve dollars an hour, if that. You know, yeah, it's something, but is this what you see yourself in thirty plus years? I didn't see myself in that position for thirty plus years. So now that I look back to retail, it's cool if you got a job, but not for me. Customers like wow, they treat you can fix something, they'll toss it right back in the floor, right in front of you. I just oh, I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> so uh so that being said, you know, like my mom, you know, she she had us very young, but I guess she wasn't ready to be kind of a fit mother. You know, she got she got married to, uh, you know, my my younger siblings, his father, and he was very domestic, you know, and uh, there was times I would go with my mom and I would see things I shouldn't see as a child, you know, and I was always so scared to come back and tell my grandma, like, I don't want to go with my mom. Why? Oh, I just seen her get beat black and blue, you know, by my drug addict stepdad, like, you know, and um, oh, I promise you, you know, as my child, I'm going to stop doing drugs as my, you know, stepchild, but turn around and come back and he's just hallucinating, you know? And I, I was just like, mom, like, mm-hmm. how can you do this? Like, how can you, you know, let's get out of here. And she's just like, no, no, I love him. I love him. And I'm like, so confused, yeah. you know, like I didn't, you know, I didn't have my real father to reach out to. And, you know, as growing up, I, I realized like it, it got harder as a teenager, you know? And one day I remember I was taking a, a, a shower and I come out and I just hear my mom screaming. I, you know, I was staying with my yeah. mom that night and I hear her screaming and I, and I was like, what the heck? So I got dressed real quick and I ran out. I see my stepdad just strangling my mom. Like, you know, her eyes were rolling back and I just lost it. I was like, I lost it. And I turned around and I just slugged him like hard and I pushed him, you know, and I hit his head against the filing cabinet. I didn't know oh. I blacked out. You know what I mean? Those were just in moments like that. Like I told my mom, what are you doing? Are you stupid? You know, like wake up like this is not good for you. And I'm seeing this as mind you, like a young teenager, 10, 11 years old, you know, and and finally I went home and I told my grandma, I can't do it no more. I cried to her. I was like, I can't do it. And she was like, what? I was like, my mom just my mom's just obsessed with this guy, you know, and I told my grandpa and my grandpa was like, you know, Mija, this is why I tell you, you know, you. You never want to. You never want to be that person. You know, I can't make your mom leave. If she thinks that's love, that's love. But it, I'm glad you told me because I never want to let you go back to that yeah. situation. I don't ever want you to feel that you need a man to mm-hmm. depend on. You need to depend on yourself. That's the whole visual. You know what I mean? Like you're your own yeah. best friend. And the thing is, like, the reason why I'm in the position I am today, you know, when I, when I got my house, I promised him, I was like, I'm never going to be like my mom, but it's one thing as a kid. And then growing up, he's like, let's see how life takes you. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I seen all this stuff and it affected me as, you know, I got 15 years old, 16 years Mm -hmm. old in middle school where I had to take counseling. Cause I was like, why didn't I never have that dad after school that picks me up when these kids are over here? Like, you know, um, breakfast with dad. Coffee with dad, you know, uh, a day in a life with mom at school, you know, and I'm like, where's my parents? My grandparents couldn't miss work. My grandpa had to work. My grandma had, to work, yeah, there was- you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, well, I felt like that left out child, you know, and even though my grandparents was like, you know, hey, you know, we just got to work. I mean, we love you, but we had to provide for your school clothes. We got to provide. But why? But why? That was my question. I never knew. I never understood. You know, and it's not like my, my parents were pushing in money for my uniforms, my shoes. It was all right. my grandparents. I never went to school with Nikes. I went to right. school with Payless. I never went to school, you know, with 
top of the line clothes at the mall i went to school yeah. with kmart clothes yeah. you know what i mean so it, and then you know when mervin's was around i got mervin's when i went to high school middle school i mean middle school mm-hmm. you know so it, it was things like that but you know uh as i grew up you know and i realized and i see how they put me in sports and everything and how it changed my life around like my grandparents really did uh put a lot of effort in my right. life you know and I say uh, my my coach Tony Avila is my pops, even though he's not yeah. my blood pops. But that guy is just like my grandpa, hardworking, and you know he told me, well, "You don't need a dad. I'll be in your life." You know, I'm not, I don't expect you to call me yeah. dad. I know your grandpa's your number one, but I'm gonna look over you like you're my kid. Those hands, I'm gonna teach you how to protect yourself, and you know, and he and he has, he has, you know, and honestly, like there's he there's no, if I need him right now, he. he yeah he's there you know what I mean and and it's like one of those things it's like damn like this is love you know and you know when I started doing football and became you know defensive sack leader and I came out front page of the newspaper you and I both know you don't come out front page of newspaper unless you did a freaking terrorist attack or you're president of the U.S. (laughs) you know and and, you know my dad showed up to my game and he was like Uh hey I'm your dad and I looked at him and I looked at my grandpa and I was like yeah oh you're not my dad's right there. That's the one that paid for my. That's the one that paid for my diapers, my clothes. I I knew. Wow. You know what I mean? But that's that's my family history right there. That's why like I feel like I was very uh, raised old school because of my grandparents. You know, being you know traveling their parents being from Mexico and it goes down the family mm-hmm. line. You know, and why are you always strict with me and you know seeing the the stuff that you know my mom chose in her life you know always needing a man in her life and I'm like okay you know what we're human we make mistakes but you know that's not who I want to be you know and most kids either take the wrong road or they try to get out of it and I think if I didn't Mm see counseling I don't think that I would be where I'm at you know so well just um, to your to your grandparents uh you know, shout out to them for, for, for doing the, you know, the hard work of raising you and putting in the, put, taking care of you. And, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a really cool, you know, story and, and how they, you know, took care of you, man. And, uh, wow. I'm, I'm like, this is amazing. This is, this is pretty, pretty cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I said, you know, it, it, I, I rather have been raised, you know, we can't be right. our parents. We really can't. And there's no, you know, best parent right. in the whole entire world, but you, you are who you could be. And, you know, honestly, uh, shout out, you know, to my grandparents, like you said, you know, my yeah. grandma's out, but you know, I, I thank them for doing what they did. And even my mom, I tell her to this day, thank you for giving to my grandparents because I am who I am because of it. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't mad at my mom. I'm definitely not mad at my mom. But I feel more like a strong yeah. woman in the positions I see. You know what I mean? And and I know it's so wrong to hit a female, and I know it's so wrong to hit a male. You know what I mean? It, it's that I grew up seeing it, and I, I have zero tolerance for it. So, like I said, you know, I, I'm glad I, I grew up. I mean, not, I don't want to say, I didn't want to see that, but I, I'm glad I'm, I grew up yeah, to. It informed you and what you are today. So many ways. And yeah, then uh, you kind of mentioned that there briefly um, talking about the football defensive, uh, you said defensive sack leader. What, what tell us. Yeah, I was, a, I was, a. my grandparents put me in after counseling. My counselor had told my grandma, cause we sat down, mm-hmm. we talked about everything. And my counselor had told my grandma straight out, look, you know, 
you yeah. need to put her in sports in all any aggressive sport you can think of whether it's you know muay thai wrestling football and my uncles right away were like what football we're putting her in football and i was like oh my god like you know what i mean because all my my guy cousins got to play pop warner football and um you know, and my grandma, it was all new to her because, you know, she didn't know a lot of things that I was going on and it took counseling. But, hey, it solved the issue. We went forward. Entering high school, you know, I, I got to move back with my grandma because, you know, she she got mad at me and she kicked me out to my mom. And it was a year of hell. But right. she took me back right after counseling and told me, look, I need your grades to be up there. And she goes, and if you don't, like, you know, I'm taking away sports from you. And I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. If I, you're going to take sports away from me, nope, right. I'm going to keep my grades where I need to keep them. So uh, I joined Pop Warner football. And my uncles always told me, look, right. they're going to treat you like you're a guy out there. You know, no, no there's not, you're going to get hit like a guy and they're not going to feel any, right. any like sympathy for you because it's football. You know, just like baseball, they're not going to treat you um, any different or softball. They're not going to treat you any different because, you right. choose to be super soft, you know? And so I was like, okay, fine. And, uh, yeah, man, I shocked, I shocked my coaches as a pop Warner, you know, in my freshman nice. year, they put me in pop Warner and, uh, they, they showed my uncles, you know, always showed me how to hit and whatnot. And I definitely did put me in the best shape, put it that way. And then I went into, uh, high school, my sophomore year, joined the football team. And they're like, damn girl female you're good like you know and I had a very strong coach you know he he was a he was a pop Warner wow. uh, with Florida a couple of times for championships out there and um I had to earn my spot basically I had to earn my spot and he told me you know I'm going to treat you just like yeah, everybody yeah. else out here you're no one different and so you know went out there learned we hit you know it was fun it was definitely fun you know and you know you got nobody knows like he says once you put that helmet on and you're mm -hmm. in the game nobody knows that you're a girl <laughs> or a guy they ain't gonna know you know like you're you're in there and everyone wants to get hit you know and or hit somebody and oh man yeah the quarterback was my go-to every single time so I just racked up those quarterback sacks and one day I just remember he's like watch one yeah. day you're gonna pop that ball out and you're gonna recover it the moment I recovered that ball and I ran it into the end zone, I bittersweet moment. You know, those were those high school days were the best days. And nice. then, you know, went to varsity. And then that's when uh, I did what I did in varsity. And that's when actually the whole the newspaper article yeah. started coming out and, you know, got interviewed and the news stations were out there. I honestly I didn't really care for the the whole on the spot too much because it's like. I couldn't even go to the bathroom. Right. Like, hey, can you can you sign this paper real quick? Or hey, you know, right. oh, hold on, let me go get my newspaper. Can you sign? You know, because it's high school, everybody thinks you're a celebrity, yeah. and I'm like, oh man. And I, you know, I'm walking home from practice. The news station goes up. Hey, are you Bianca Garza? Bianca Garza, how are you doing? Yeah, and I'm like, like, oh my god, like you oh, know, like goodness. exactly. You know, and then my senior yeah. year, my senior year, I knew it. My coach told uh -huh. me, he goes, I guarantee you for spring ball. There's going to be tons of females that come out here and think they can get what you yeah. got because of what you mm -hmm. did, what you worked for, you know, sure enough, mm -hmm. spring ball, walk out to the field, everyone's conditioning, wow. eight females. Oh, where are you here? Oh, you know, we want to be like Bianca. We want to be on the yeah, newspaper. Not... You're here for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> and I was just like, man, like, you know, honestly, and then they did condition. He didn't turn them away. They did the first day yeah. of conditioning. They were dropping like That's flies. Tough. You know, so, yeah, but it was a bittersweet moment. Even football, football, you know, 
you you got your weight plus the helmet weight plus the pads and then what and do you would, you want to shout out your coach or, or the or the I don't know if you want to put your school out there or, or the coach or anything. Uh yeah, I definitely right. went out to uh, Andrew Hill High School. So over there in the south side of San Jose, and my uh, my coach was uh, oh. Coach Borges and then Coach Johnny. Hell so, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, this is like this is what I love about podcasting and finding out the cool stories and you know what you've done so far in your life and just it's really it's pretty inspiring man i'm like wow <laughs> yeah there's so much there's yeah. so much to tell about people yeah, Hell yeah. Just keep it lit. all right cool. cool so so now in uh in closing um we're getting we're, we're almost to the end here but now i have some kind of like uh i'll ask you one more question and then i have some quick questions but here's the last question before the quick questions um what would you say um as far as like mentor like who would you say i know you mentioned your your grandparents but is there any other anyone else in your life besides your grandparents that would you you'd say would be your biggest mentor or learn your greatest lessons in life from um my my other mentor other than my grandparents i would have to say Mm. is uh my coach definitely my coach yeah um he just, yeah, he just, like I said, he reminds me so much of my grandparents. He's there, you know, his, his wife too, Lynn Avila. Um, she's, she, you know, she calls me her daughter. So those are being, you know, away from my, if I switch the roles to my grandparents being my grandparents. And if I could choose those wow. to be my parents, definitely. And what's your coach's name? Be my mentors. Oh, nice. Shout out uh, to Tony. Tony. And then you guys, where, I don't know if you want to put it out there, but the gym you guys work at, or where, where do you work? Or I don't know if you don't, we can just put, I don't know if you want to, if it's private, you know, but if you want to put it out there. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah. He shouts out in freaking, yeah, he shouts out his gym all the time. Um, yeah. He's a bat of the bone boxing Hell in yeah. Modesto, California. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm freaking, I, I love, I love this stuff, man. And, and thank you for telling me about your mentors and I love your, I love your Instagram, all your pictures you take out there, man. That one, oh, one last thing. So one thing that I saw that was, I think I told you this in person, but the picture that you had, this was a few months back, I think, when you had kind of like had your head down, had your hat down low, and you're just taking a, taking a picture in your UPS truck, just how many hours we work, you know? That was a pretty... Yeah. Oh, during the whole pandemic. Cool yeah, yeah. Like, Damn. And who, who took that picture of you or... Friend of yours? Um, yeah, that was actually uh, that was my boy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he was another driver, and um, that that day, honestly, we would talk, we take lunch, you know, together. Nice. Henry Huerta, um, he, we take lunch together, and he would tell me too. He would be like, "I don't know how we're doing <laughs> this." So there was days we wanted to cry because <laughs> you know, as a driver, I was like, "Man, yeah. I can't do four hundred stops a day." <laughs> Bringing back those stops every single day it just makes you feel like a failure as a driver and i'm thinking how do drivers not care and want to bring this to- i don't care i don't care i'm like oh no that thing just kept piling and piling and piling you know what i mean and it's like i felt like you know the hour <laughs> lunches felt like 25 minutes right. you know <laughs> but uh yeah that's one for the books that that picture when i seen it it just hit different you know, I just remember we were out of school and I just, I, I told myself, I don't know if I can do this or how much longer. I just don't know. You know, like my body, wow. my emotions were just everywhere. And um, 
Yeah, those toilet papers, man, they just didn't <laughs> stop. Right? <laughs> and then whoever yeah. and whoever got a hold of water, Jesus, oh, the mo- and those Costco boxes, God, fifty pound Costco, Costco boxes, sucks. assholes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then right oh, after what the desk and the chairs started coming in right after. Oh, I know. yeah, it was oh, just God. yeah, those were nightmares <laughs> for real. So true. So. Yeah, but that, that that picture, honestly, I, I I even kept it for my own self because it even well, just, he captured just a moment in time there, there that was like, damn, that just like it communicates. Just it just says so much, you know, so many words for what, what is it? A thousand words for a picture, whatever the saying is. It's like it just tells a story. So that's pretty badass. Yeah. All right. So in closing here as a kind of a speed, not a speed question, but it's a pretty easy, easy questions, uh, I think. So here we go. You ready? Okay, so here's the question. What's your favorite yeah. color? Teal. Awesome. What's your favorite Teal. food? Hell yeah, food? I just had some oh, of that man. today. Pizza for sure. <laughs> um, and then uh, last question. What's your uh, favorite animal? My favorite animal, honestly, man. Mm-hmm. Well... I got to say, I love dogs, but if we're talking about like oceans and stuff like that, like those kind of, I got to say, I, I like sharks. Nice. Hell yeah. Like right on. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. I want to thank you again for doing this and taking the time out of your day. You know, we're doing this on a Sunday and um, it's it's been a pleasure. It's been amazing. Yeah. Thank you for having me for sure. And, you know, yeah. like I said, shout out to you, you know, the the whole UPS family out mm-hmm. there and uh, the Teamsters. And, hey, thanks for my hat again, man. I get absolutely, so much compliments absolutely. for that hat. So. You're very welcome. Um, and then <laughs> please tell everyone, again, where we can find you online. Instagram, Snapchat, Garza underscore 1992. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if, well, whoever wants to reach out, whatever, uh, my, my page isn't private yeah. either. So if you want to just take a look. I follow back, so I'm always, you know, down there. Hell yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, this is this has been inspiring. It's amazing. So thank you again. And then you can find me. I'm at I am Lars on Instagram, and then the uh, the uh, podcast is at Larscast, and then follow that. And uh, same goes for me as what Bianca said. Just I follow back too, and it's uh it's been a pleasure. All right, you're welcome. All right, take thank care. Thank you, Lars. Appreciate it.